he's hurt again. We don't have a real update yet. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm your host, Cliff Jackson. Off the Cliff Show, brought to you by 14th Market Podcast Network. I'd, I have an intro now, so, I mean, dope. <laughs> so, I'll, I'm saying, we got a few things to get into today. I already know Embiid's injury. Sixers played a game versus the Warriors that I don't think anybody actually cared about since everything is going on. Some of their trade targets, what they should do at the deadline, what might happen, what I think might not happen, like what we should do with Joel. But um, yeah, man, here's the intro. Hopefully, y'all like it. It's not really long, but yeah. Here we go. Yeah, so uh where do where I don't even know where to start. All right, so let's start Nuggets game. Joel is not on the injury report 20 minutes before tip off. It was like 10, 20 minutes before tip off. They decide, okay, he's not playing. We don't know who decided. We do, we do who decided it. We don't know if it was Joel. We don't know if it was the Sixers organization. But he misses another matchup versus Jokic in Denver. This leads to everybody saying he's ducking Jokic. Like, he doesn't want to play. Mind you, I was one of these people in my head saying he was ducking Jokic. Well, not no, 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 not ducking him, but, you know, he wasn't playing because I, I didn't think he was injured at this point. I just thought, like, they, did, they didn't have Maxi Morris. De'Anthony Melton was out. Like, half the team was in the ICU or dying. So it's like, all right, like, I wouldn't want him out there anyway. The only reason I would want him out there is for him to continue so he doesn't miss any more games so he can win the MVP. So... I was one of those people saying, like, bro, he's he's not hurt. He just doesn't want to play. On the record, I'm completely fine with him never playing another game in Denver again because those fans are terrible. They're not real basketball fans. Nobody cares about what's in Denver or what's going on there. Um, the, the, The narrative that he was ducking Jokic after the last two times he has a combined, like, 106 points against or, like, 80, something like that. Oh, yeah, he has, like, 80 or 90 plus points against him. It's, like, ridiculous i think uh the first game he played he had 47 second one which was two weeks ago he had fucking 41 so like what is this we like we we have to stop acting like we don't know what the matchup looks like they've played they've played in philadelphia they've played each other we know what it looks like and each time joel busts his head in pause 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 oh my god <laughs> but yeah, but like uh, the past, every matchup they have, like Joel cooks him. So we have to stop acting like we don't know what it looks like. What it looks like. Just because they're going to play in Denver isn't going to make the matchup any different. And if you want to bring in like oh, the altitude in Denver, if we have to talk about the air quality and the altitude as to why Jokic would have an advantage, then we know who the better player is. So we can't keep acting like we don't know what the matchup looks like, what's going to happen. Like, yeah, I get it. We want to see, because I'm one of those people too. You like, I want to see the best players play against each other. Like, I get it. But we have to stop acting like we don't know what's going to happen. Like, he's going to fry Jokic again. And it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the narrative keeps coming from that he's ducking them um, when that's clearly not the case. And then it's, it's even proven more now because he was actually hurt. Uh, story leaks to Ramona Shelburne saying that before the Denver game, he couldn't even, Joel couldn't even jump. So the fact that people are saying like he wasn't really injured, 
or he was just ducking him. It doesn't does it. It doesn't make any sense. So uh, after that, uh, they play. He sits out versus Portland again, um, and the narratives grow. Like he like he's ducking Jokic now. He's trying to make it seem like he's really injured. Blah blah blah. Which like cut it out. Um, this and th- and this was annoying because like national media heads were like coming at Joel's character saying he he's scared of Jokic or he just doesn't play enough games or um, he's ducking blah 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 and it's like you're national media you can't put out like I get it one thing if it's Twitter because Twitter is all trolling and jokes but once you're national media like it's your job to provide the correct information and to come at a guy who has toughed it out basically his entire career with injuries and everything that he's gone through you can't just put misinformation out there like okay he's not really hurt he's ducking Jokic he's ducking the matchup uh he doesn't play enough games blah blah, blah. he's trying to sit out blah blah you can't just put mis- uh, misinformation out there it's your job to get the details of what's actually going on like it, I, it probably wouldn't have even been hard to actually contact the Sixers or their PR team and say yo like what's going on like is he actually hurt like it, it wouldn't be hard but spouting that misinformation off now you have everybody believing you you know Many people talk, I mean, watch sports radio, I mean, watch sports television or listen to sports radio or, you know, read a lot of articles. Now they're going to definitely believe you because you have this platform and you're, you're sprouting, like you're spouting misinformation over that platform, which is going to make people believe, you You know, people on Twitter are dumb nowadays. So yeah, man, um, he doesn't play in Portland. So they have, a, they have the back to back. Uh, he plays Tuesday. He, he forces himself back because of the, the the national media or the narratives. He forces himself back, plays against the Warriors on a nationally televised game. From the rip, he he looked terrible. Like he didn't look like he could move. He didn't look like he he could jump or use any of his athleticism. He wasn't trying to uh, bully people in the paint. It was a multiple times where he had smaller guys. I think Draymond was guarding him a uh, majority of the game, but he had smaller people on him. He just wasn't trying to enforce his will at the basket. He took a lot of jump shots. Like I don't think I can't remember him doing any like dribble moves to uh, attack off the dribble. It was just a lot of like elbow jab step jumpers. His touch wasn't there. He couldn't hit any of his jumpers. Uh, he was hitting his three, his three ball, which was crazy. Well, not crazy, but which was weird that he couldn't hit his midi, his midi, but he just didn't look right from the start of the game. And I even tweeted it like, bro, just get Joel this 20 minutes. So he can, can't get this game as counted because if you have to play 20 minutes in order to, for the game to be counted, towards the MVP and all NBA threshold. Um, yeah, man, he, he looked bad. Uh, like I said, I tweeted like get Joel 20 minutes and then sit him out because you could clearly tell he was still injured. Uh, there was times where he would like run full speed and like you would see, but like, all right, well maybe he's not hurt. And then the play happens where he tries to block a shot, his knee buckles, he falls. And I'm like, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing? So at this point, I'd, I, I don't know. Oh, the report comes out the next day that uh, he forced himself back because of the the narratives and the media and everybody saying, you know, he was ducking people, which is fucking ridiculous, bro. But so now, like, everybody's to blame. Everybody's to blame. I'm not going to put it on one singular person. Joel is to blame. The Sixers organization is to blame. Nick Nurse is to blame. Everybody is to blame for having him play in this game. Uh, versus the Warriors because he clearly wasn't right. And if fans can see it, I know somebody on the bench could have saw him like, all right, bro, get, come sit down. Cause this, you're not, they were, they were significantly worse while he was in the game. 
So, I mean, at points when he was in game. So, it's like, bro, just come sit down, rest out, get him to his 20 minutes, like I said, so the game could count, and then sit him down. But, my like, the first person to blame, who I'm going to give the majority of the blame to, is Joel. Because, bro, you're damn near 30 trying to tough it out when you know your body isn't right. And it's to the point where you're hurting the team by playing instead of just sitting out and getting your body healthy. And you know... The whole narrative of we have to wait and see if he could do it during the playoffs is just something that's going to linger over your head. So, like, just sit out, make sure your body is right. And this is why I respect Kawhi. Well, I don't I respect Kawhi, but, like, not for, not for what he does, but, like, I get it. Kawhi will sit out the entire season, damn near, and make sure his body is healthy and 100% so he can go into the playoffs and hoop. And be at 100% and, you know, enforce his will. And you don't have to worry about, all right, well, is Kawhi hurt? Something like that. So, like, for Joel to force himself back, knowing he wasn't right, knowing there's a bigger goal at the end of the day, it's just I, I put most of the blame on him. Uh, then I put the blame on the Sixers organization because, like, somebody has to be a, an adult in the room and tell him, like, bro, you're not playing. Oh, actually, go back to – I just want to let everybody know, like, Joel, the decision for Joel to play is on Joel. So it's not like uh like the like this medical staff and the owners and everybody can be like, you know, you shouldn't play, but ultimately the decision lies with him and then they like they they can't say you shouldn't play. All Joel has to say is it doesn't matter, I'm playing anyway. So that's why I'm putting like a majority of the blame on him. But like it goes to the training staff and the medical staff and the ownership and coaches and be like to be like, yo, you you are not good. Don't play. Sit down. This is why you're not good. Look at what you're doing. You're going to hurt the team. Somebody has to be the adult in the room and tell him to go sit down. Now, if he doesn't do it, that's completely different. That's where I put my blame on Joel. But some, like I said, somebody has to be an adult and tell him he has to sit down. Um, then my blame next goes to Nick Nurse because you could see he was hurting the team. Like you've seen he wasn't right. He couldn't move right. He couldn't move laterally right. He couldn't jump as as he couldn't. I, uh, he couldn't, I want. I don't want to say he couldn't jump as high, but it's like. Like, he couldn't jump, really. And they were, like, attacking him. And you rarely see Joel get attacked in the paint. So it's like, nurse, you have to realize that. and be like, okay, Joel, just come to come take a seat. Your your knee is obviously not right. Like, just come sit down next to me. And, you know, we'll, like, we'll figure it out. So, like, my blame goes to everybody in the organization because, like, there's never, like, cohesiveness as to what the plan is when it comes to Joel. There's never like a, uh, a significant plan unless he gets to the point where he completely cannot play. And then by that time, as we've known, as we've seen in the past, he's going to miss like three or four weeks. He's, he's on tour his meniscus, but if he stopped playing on it earlier, it wouldn't have gotten this bad or like something always happens to where it's like, oh, shit, here we go again. And it's like when it happened, like I laughed. Like, not laughing at Joel because, like, I feel bad for Joel, but it's like, we just going, I'm going through it again. Like, I'm I'm not as, like, distraught as I would be in the past, if that makes sense. So, it's like, because I'm just so used to it. Like, he's going to be hurt. We just have to deal with it. And this is why I was getting mad at, you know, a lot of people saying he has to be uh, available for the playoffs. And that might contradict what I said earlier, but, like, bro, the last two seasons, he's got hurt in the playoffs. So, like... I don't know what to do with him anymore. Like, I don't know. I, I just, like, it seems like we have to have some, like, outlandish season to where he just 
stays completely healthy. And it seems like it's just something that just won't happen. It seems like a fairy tale season that we would have to have for him to stay healthy just to see him 100% for a playoff run. So, like, I, at this point, um, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. Um, it's really, it's really annoying. Like I said, like I, even I said on Twitter, like I can be mad that he continues to get injured and understand why he has to sit out. Like I'm still going to be mad because I want to see, you know, some of my favorite basketball players play. And Joel is one of my favorite basketball players, but like I understand why he has to sit out. It's still going to annoy me though. At the end of the day, um, what else? Uh, another thing that annoys me, like it's like for the past month now, the Sixers organization or nobody can tell us what the knee thing is because before tonight his knee was already hurt and nobody said it was just a banging of the knees they just kept saying it was knee swelling but then when you look at the other Sixers players and their injury report it's like D'Anthony Melton they give you a specific injury on what's going on with his back Mo Bamba his injury I think it was like something on his foot or something like that they tell you what's going on with uh with Marcus Marcus Morris's plantar fasciitis um but they give specific injury and then when it comes to Joel it's like oh it's just knee swelling well if it's just knee swelling, why the hell can't he jump? Like, what's what's really what's really going on? We don't have any information, so that leads us to speculate, and then it leads us to speculate things like, all right, well, well, other fans speculate he's ducking Jokic, shit like that. So we don't know what to do. They're like the, and I feel like us as because this is an entertainment thing, sports in a whole. I th- I feel like the fans should have the most information available to them about their team. Now, I'm not talking about like trades and trade targets and stuff like that, but injury report, like we should know like injuries and roster lineups, like thing like things like that. I feel like as fans, we should know everything that we need to know. And we should have we should the, the event, the information should be available to us so we know how to proceed and how to watch. Because I have no idea if the need thing was really that because mind you this is going on before Denver like he got hurt he the knee swelling was happening when he scored 70 so it's like okay well what happened between like he re-aggravated in the Patriots game but he played the rest of the game then you go to Denver and it's like well like what what's what's going on like now he can't jump like what the hell happened so that's really annoying that we don't ever get and it's been this way with Joel's whole entire career it's like we don't get any information he ends up getting hurt or re-aggravating it again, or he obviously gets hurt where he can't play. We see it. Then he has to get reevaluated. Now we know, all right, well, Joel and B will miss the next two to three weeks and be reevaluated. It's like, what the hell? What what started all of this? It's never is it ever like a, a a point or a plan for what's going to happen with him in these injuries? It's always like, a, all right, well, I guess he's gonna try to tough it out. And then like if it gets too bad, then he's gonna sit. Like, bro, why can't we just put some preemptive measures in here so this is like we don't get to this point and i feel like it's every season <laughs> and it's annoying as hell and i know other Sixers fans are annoyed as hell too but like i get it i get it like what are we supposed to do we're gonna have to be mad um leads me into my, like my next point of like can the the organization is going all right let me preface this because i don't want to trade joel and b at all. I think he's a special talent. He's one of the best players in the NBA, probably the best player in the NBA right now, probably the greatest sixer ever. But at some point, this is going on, what is this, his 10th total season now, I believe? This has been going on since his career started. 
And at this point, like the organization has to, they have to take a step back and they have to see, can we do, like, can we keep going through this? Can we bank on him to be healthy one year before, like just one year before he's out of his prime? Or do we, do we cash in high and get what we can for him and then start looking toward the future? And I said this after the playoffs last season. It's like, bro, like how many times do we have to go through this? Do we have to watch this? And like I said earlier, we have to have like a do we have to have like a fairy tale season for him to be healthy? Like, is that what we're banking on? And then by the time he's out of his prime, we're not gonna get a lot back for him. Then we're back at square one. Maxie's now 25, 20, 25, 26, 27, about to enter his prime. Like, what do we I, honestly? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, um, yeah, like I said, I don't want to trade him at all. Uh, I might've said that after last season, but like, I get it. But <laughs> I personally, I don't want to trade him, but the organization is going to have to just, it's just business. They're going to have to figure out what they want to do. If this is a, if this is a lingering injury, um, it also plays into the trade deadline. So if Joel is out, uh, I guess if Joel's out like a month and a half, two months, do you swing for something in the trade at, at the trade deadline, like to make the team better because they won't be able to play with Joel because he'll be out and they're going to have to figure it out towards the end of the season. And we know that doesn't really play well, but this is why if you watched any of my previous episodes, you saw that saw me tweet. It's like, Go. I wanted them to make a trade early so they can build chemistry and they can get used to these games because we we all knew Joel was going to miss a couple games. Like that's just how his career is gone. We know he's going to sit out games and he's not going to he's not going to be there for games. But so you you make the trade early. Whoever comes in or the most pieces that come in. Now you're working on how to play these games without Joel and how to win these games without Joel because you know you're not going to have him for a certain amount of games. Now you know how to play without him. You know how to play with him. That's why I said they should make the trade early instead of just standing pat, waiting for the deadline to see who was available. Everybody that's available now, we're still available at the beginning of the season. No new names have popped up unless Maury has this like secret player that he's targeting that nobody else knows about that they have like a handshake deal, like they're going to trade him to us. I don't, and, and then that, that even speaks volumes like, why hasn't it been done already? <laughs> so now that he's injured, do you swing big at the trade deadline? Do you go get somebody who can help the team knowing that Joel could possibly be out four to six weeks? Now we're coming around playoff time with the Sixers probably dropping in the standings because now the Knicks and the Cavs are, are heating up again. So they're probably going to be the top four seeds are probably going to be the Bucks, Denver, Milwaukee. I mean, uh, the Bucks, not Denver, uh, Boston, the Bucks, the Knicks, and the Cavs and the Sixers could probably drops like five to seven. Who like who knows? Depending on how long Joel is out, because it's shown at while Embiid is in, Sixers are one of the best teams in the NBA. But you don't know how long he's going to be out for. So like, what do you do? This is probably playing more into Daryl Morey's fake cap space plan of like shoot throwing something in the dark. I mean, uh, shooting the air. What's the what's the saying? Uh, taking a shot in the dark and like trying to go get Paul George. In free agency, when the Clippers have a new stadium coming out next season, um, they're one of the best teams in the NBA right now. And you like you have Kawhi Paul, like he's home. 
Kuwait, Kawhi, Paul George, James Hart, Russell Westbrook, like any, they're all home. Like what? I don't, I don't understand the plan. The free agency class sucks. So like, I don't, I don't understand the plan. But like now, is Maury going to be forced to like go ahead with that plan? Because like depending on how long Joel is out, like we got the report that he's going to have to be reevaluated from Woj, but. Still, we don't know what the injury is. So, like, nobody knows he's going to be reevaluated. I think something's going to come out today, or he, they said within the next 24 hours. Who knows? Because nobody fucking knows what the injury is. Nobody knows what's wrong with his knee. Nurse said it's not the same injury as the one pre- previous. We don't know what the previous knee injury was. So, we can't tell if it was the same one or not, or if he re aggravated. Nobody fucking knows. So, like, what the? What's good? I don't, we, we don't, we have no information, which is how his entire career is gone. He gets hurt. He plays through it. He, he, he can't play through it anymore. He, get, he re-aggravates it or he gets hurt again. Now he's out for multiple weeks. Now we as Sixers fans sitting here looking at the team that that could have been, but they're not. So, like, what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know? Um, I don't I just want them to be good and healthy for a season. The entire team died i don't know what is that like everybody's sitting on batum morris pep bev sat out of the game tobias was had the flu like i don't know what's going on over there but like it's it's so annoying to watch uh on a brighter note maxi got a slam cover which is fire uh, i think first sixer didn't be let me let me look up if mb ever had a slam cover i didn't i didn't think about this but i i want to say maxi is the first sixers player with the slam cover since Allen Iverson. Um, let me see. Joel and B slam. Oh no no no. Joel had one. Yep. Joel had a slam cover. So yep. Well, never mind. But but yeah, Maxi got his slam cover, which is fire because it's, uh he's finally getting recognition, the recognition that he deserves. I don't know if the All Star reserves come out tonight or next week. Um, but he should make the All Star game. It's gonna be tough. He should have could have been starting over Dame. Um, Bronson could could have been starting too, but like, yeah, man, it's, that was really dope to see. Um, y'all know I'm a big Maxi Stan over here. I uh, was following him since he was in college. Now he's on my favorite team. So really dope that he got a, he got a Slam Magazine cover. Might get the shirt, might not. Who knows? Who cares? Because Sixers are dead. Everybody's dying over there. I don't know what what Nick Nurse has going on. I don't know if he's playing guys too many minutes. Maxi has also been out with a with an ankle injury. Nobody knows when that happened. It just everybody's getting hurt randomly. Like the melting back injury, nobody saw that happen either. So it's like, what what nurse got going on? So like I don't, you know. But yeah, man, that's that's just where we are as Sixers fans, man. It's just frustrating that we we don't have any information on any of these injuries. Nurse two weeks ago said Melton will be back last week. He hasn't played a game since. He said Covington will be back soon. Covington's gonna miss like two to three more weeks. Is the report we got? So it's like, when the when the hell are people coming back? <laughs> we don't know. So we don't know how good this team could be. Um, I think Maury still tries to do something at the deadline. I don't know if he tries to work the margins still, or like every report is coming out even before the NB. They're gonna try to the beat NB injury. They're gonna try to work the margins, which is also stupid because you need another ball handle out here because Maxi was playing the most minutes in the NBA. And I, I harp on this every pod, I feel like, or every episode, like he shouldn't be playing these much, these many minutes. I don't care how young he is. Nobody else on the team can dribble. So he has to do essentially everything until you give the ball to Joel. 
And there's so much pressure and it's so much workload on Joel and Maxie to just do everything. They need other guys in there that can handle the ball, score, and facilitate the offense. So sometimes they can take a break, take a possession off, take two possessions off, get your win, and let's rock out. But lo and behold, they hate me. They hate me. They hate us. And they don't, and Maury wants to work tomorrow, and she wants to go get Taj. You know, Sixers fans, I hope you you enjoy because I need y'all to understand. He's not going to do anything at the deadline. I was saying this before the Embiid injury. Maury isn't going to do anything. He's going to get you Tyus Jones, and you're going to like it. Okay? I just, I just want y'all to understand that. So don't be mad when he doesn't do anything because Maury, he, he, he gives off because I thought like the cap – space reports and everything was fake it was trying to throw people off no this sounds like really real now like he's gonna do it so like i need me to make sure my camera good. all right that my fault but yeah man i'm depressed well no i'm not depressed anymore i think i'm i'm so used to it where it it just doesn't affect me anymore i'm just like whatever like i get mad in the moment and i'm like all right well what am i gonna go eat because, like, I'm just so used to it. I guess, like, now I really have to be like, all right, well, playoffs. No, I can stay on my maxi agenda. I need to go back to my roots. Before this season, I didn't care. I didn't care what they did. I didn't care how many games they won. I didn't care how many games they lost. My entire agenda was based around maxi and watching this team. And if he has an all-star season or if he can break out of that shell and, you know, become a star. So I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back to I'm watching this team for Tyrese Maxey. But I haven't been able to do that because he's been out with an angle injury that nobody knows what the fuck happened, when it happened. So I don't – but we're back. I think he's he's going to play tonight in Utah or at Utah. I don't know what – I don't know who they play anymore, bro. I'm – you know – let me – let me – just let me check. I'm pretty sure it's Utah. Yeah, they play Utah. At 10 – stop giving the – I know it's a West Coast trip, but I never – Want to see the Sixers play at 10 o'clock. I have a life. I go to bed at a certain... So lately, I've been waking up at 6 a.m. Do you think I'm about to stay up at 10 o'clock to watch a Sixers game without Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey? Are you nuts? I only did it for the Warriors because I was up doing something else. If I was doing nothing else, I would have been asleep by 11.30. I never want to see the Sixers play at 10 o'clock. And who makes these schedules? They're, first of all, the NBA and sport, there should never be a game starting at 10 o'clock. Why can't we just move all of these games up? Because nobody is... Oh, my dog's here. What's going on, Draco? But nobody wants to stay up and watch these games. These games don't end until like 1 a.m. I have work. I have a life. I have to do things in the morning. So, I, you know, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just not the week for me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But, yeah, man. Oh, my God. My dog is shaking the camera because he's... So strong. I wish I could put him like in the camera, but he's too big for that. So, but yeah, um, no uh, injury update for Joel and B probably later today or tomorrow. Tyrese Maxey should play tonight. So he's back and my dog is stepping up. Get down. But um, yeah, no news. We don't know what's going on, uh, I guess, until later. So yeah, man, uh, I guess trade deadline pod next, like who we want, but we all know who we should get. <laughs> it's like DeJounte Murray, Zach Levine, and then like let's go hoop. So yeah, man. Uh off the cliff show. Uh make sure y'all like and subscribe to the pod right now. It's free. It supports me. If you're watching this on YouTube, go hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. If you're watching on uh 
I mean, if you're watching or listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you subscribe, hit the follow button, um, five stars, rate it. You know what to do. Supports me a lot. But yeah, man, off the cliff show. Hopefully, Joel Embiid's knee did not fall off. And we out.